0: Hello, you're listening to Track by Track, the Trash Music Podcast, with me, Dan Bull, editor of Trash, which you can find at movetotrash.co.uk, and me, Will Warren, music enthusiast and contributor to Trash. And on the turntable this week, we've got Hands by Little Boots.
1: Little Boots. Uh, We love Little Boots. We do love Little Boots, yeah. Victoria Christina Hesketh. As you call her. And she was born on the 4th of May. The fourth she of might May. mind you saying... She was born on the 4th of May. May the 4th. May the 4th be with her. Actually, she does look a little bit like a Star
0: Wars character on the artwork, work, which I'm sure you're going to go into more detail a little bit later.
1: I don't know if we're going to... Yes, we will get to it. So, Little Boots, this is the debut album, uh, Hands. It was released way, way back in 2009. And actually, it turns 10 tomorrow. Wow. So uh, Little Boots had subsequent albums, Nocturnes uh, and Working Girl and a number of EPs. Uh, And uh, Victoria's Little Boots still continues to perform, to DJ. uh, And I'm sure she's recording and up to all sorts at the moment. We hope. We do hope. And
0: I have to say, and I feel very ashamed to say this, and Victoria, if you are listening, I do apologise, because I absolutely loved this first album from the first few seconds of... New in Town, which was the first track of hers I heard. I had to hear the full song. I had to get the album, loved it all. And for some reason, and I think there was a bit of a gap actually, wasn't there between, it was about four years uh, between Hans and and the follow-up. I didn't listen to the follow-up until very recently. And it is a fantastic album. And actually, let's put it on the long list right now. Let's talk about that later. Yeah,
1: we're we're already going to say right up front we do want to cover Little Boots' second album, Nocturnes. It's brilliant, and it was a real toss up, toss up between what we did first. Yeah, uh, because the second album is just as good. Some might say even better than the first album. Are you some? No, nah, I think I love how cohesive the second album is, and there's not a duff track on there but what really gets me with this first album is a stunning debut because of the breadth of different uh, songs that are on here, different sounds, different producers. The real who's who, actually, of uh, pop producers. It really is, and again, loved the album, so I've loved
0: the album for 10 years now, but it wasn't until we, on the conference call, we decided we were gonna study this album and, and talk about it that I looked into who actually worked on it, I had no idea about the people she was working with on this album, so I'm even more impressed.
1: So Victoria, before uh, coming under the name of Little Boots, uh, she was a member of a band called Dead Disco for three years between 2005 and 2008, and they did kind of quite well, didn't they? Yeah, they were recording it. They were recording an album under Greg Kirsten, so good calibre there, absolutely. But it wasn't to be. And in a
0: way, I'm sure it didn't feel like it at the time, but in a way, thank goodness, because now we have these little boots collections.
1: Let's waste no more time uh, and get into uh, into hands proper.
0: So, side one, track one, is New Internal. <laughs>
1: So that was new in town the first single first song we had from little boots i have to say
0: brilliant absolutely brilliant it was just love at first listen for me and sadly you and i hadn't met yet our paths hadn't crossed but i can just imagine that it was the same for you i think this whole the whole sound that's going through this album and the whole list of influencers and collaborators is just it's like got the middle ground of what you and I love,
1: isn't it? Absolutely. And it reminds me of a very specific point in my life when I was living in Bristol. And there was just some great music around. it. this is the time when like, Alphabet were around. Mm. And I think that second Alphabet album had come out as well. And it felt like just sort of electro dance pop was really good. Yeah. Uh, uh- and this was a great example of it. Greg Kirsten wrote and produced this. Yes who now I, I hear his name and
0: I think of Adele, which, interestingly, when we talked about Friendly Fires a few weeks ago, we talked about Paul Epworth, and I said, I hear his name and I think of Adele. Maybe it's because their work with Adele has kind of, you know, sold the most records or whatever.
1: I mean, Greg Kirsten's worked with loads of people. Like, most recently, he's worked with Churches, Tegan and Sarah, uh, Lily Savage. No, not Lily Savage. <laughs> Lily, Allen. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. Sia Lily. as well, I think. Yeah. But yeah, likewise, This when I
0: think back to this album and maybe we'll touch upon it a little bit more later, but it really reminds me of I Saw Little Boots at Glastonbury 2009, my first Glastonbury, and obviously we're now in June, so we're just sort of counting down the days now until uh, this year's Glastonbury. I can vividly remember being in the John Peel tent and this song being a real sing-along moment. But I love the lyrics of the song as well. I love how quite quintessentially British it is and very conversational, how she's just sort of... Saying to this person, heard you're new in town, want someone to show you around, and then it builds up to that wonderful sing-along chorus.
1: And such was how big this song was at the time. It got to number thirteen in the charts. It was on the Radio One A List playlist, which is uh, no mean feat. Critically, very well received. Our old friend for a good uh, review, quote Nick Levine, said it was an electro pop nugget that is sure to get us all stomping.
0: And. Quite right he was as well. I remember buying this album on iTunes, which at the time I probably thought, my goodness, this is so futuristic. I can just download this album. It will never get any different to this. And now, of course, I can't remember the last time I bought an album from iTunes because we just streamed them, don't we? Or we buy on vinyl.
1: And actually, I'd love to have this album on vinyl. I'm yeah, just looking at the uh, Office record player here, which has got uh, Body Talk by Robin uh, uh, on top of it at the moment, uh, which is our, one of our acquisitions on Record Store Day. I'm sure Robin and Little Boots would get on like a house on fire. Oh, absolutely. And uh, Body Talk by Robin, an album we're keen to have uh, on our list, or that we have got on our list, we're keen to do sooner rather than later.
0: More later rather than sooner. We have just done
1: uh, ago, Robin by Robin, yeah. so perhaps you could hold your horses yes while I'm holding them back let's listen to track two uh, and this is earthquake
2: Every little earthquake.
0: I love an incredible track
1: too, and that is an incredible track too. It's so layered with synths, that track. Uh, it's just so meaty and atmospheric. Yeah.
0: And I just think the entire craftsmanship of this album, each one of these songs, not to sort of give any spoilers away, but they're all perfect. Three, pretty much all perfect three and a half minute pop synth pop songs. Uh, heavily influenced by sort of the 80s but still sounding very of its time and actually not sounding really dated now. I think we're going to be guffawing over this uh, this episode.
1: Well, Thames Water have already pulled up outside, actually, in (laughs) anticipation. In fact, they never left after LaRue, uh, after we finished recording the LaRue episode last week. It should be called Tap by Tap. (laughs) Turn me off. There's real variety here, but at the same time... It's all in keeping in this kind of lovely electro synth new wave style.
0: Yeah, because that doesn't sound exactly the same as New in Town. New in Town had a kind of a much more anthemic sing-along chorus, I think. Whereas this one is much more of a introverted, just like a pop atom almost.
1: It's very much, it's just a, a bomb waiting to go off. This was also a Kirsten production. Uh, and it got to number 84 in the UK singles charts.
0: Because this was the third
1: single, wasn't it? Yes, Ireland? that's correct. But again, at
0: that time, I mentioned before how I bought this album from iTunes. I think this really was the time when the charts were very weird because mm.
1: downloads were part of it. But, you know, it, yeah, it's a very weird place. And I, it was in a state of flux. Yes. So track three now, this is Stuck on
2: Repeat. Every time I try it, every time I try it, every time
1: So that was stuck on repeat. For me, the first of many peaks in this album.
0: Yeah, I think it's all peaks. It's like uh, the early stages of a pavlova.
1: Or the Himalayas. If, well, either way, yeah.
0: <laughs> For the pavlova, it was all the same.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And this, so... As well as Kirsten and Little Boots, we've got Joe Goddard on this one, co-writing and producing. Joe Goddard, for anyone not in the know, is a founding member of Hot Chip.
1: Oh Dan, oh my God, I'm so excited about the Hot Chip album. Yes, um A Bathful of Ecstasy. I love uh,
0: that track. I love I love that track. I love Hot Chip. I love Joe Goddard solo stuff. And again, as I said before. I didn't know a lot of the ins and outs of this record, so I didn't know until this week that Joe Goddard played a part in this album. And I love this song so much because I think, unlike the first two opening songs, it's more industrial, it's more almost like craftwork-like or Mm. very early, kind of, like Giorgio Moroder, but before he got too poppy or something like that. Pop fact, when writing this song, do you know, they were maybe thinking of writing it for someone else, do you know who that might have been? No. It was... Uh, Miss Minogue, and I'm not talking about Danny, I
1: know. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Can you I imagine? don't know, no, I think this is a bit too heavy for her. Yes,
0: I would agree. Because I really love how the chorus almost picks up a bit and you think, oh, perhaps it's leaving those kind of murky, European, synthy... Uh, it's the style of the verses, and then it goes back into them, it almost like becomes introverted
1: again, and I really like that. Okay, so track number four now. This is
2: click.
0: there, track number four. It's it's kind of just returning a bit, isn't it? After the slightly murkier, stuck on repeat, it's a little bit shinier. The, sh- the synths are shimmering. I almost got my shurders. Synths S- shimmering. Like my Sean Connery impression. I have to say, it's not my favourite track on the album. Uh, least favourite, I think, would be the phrase for this album. Like. Yes. Um, this, interestingly, this track is one of few written by Victoria Hesketh herself. Uh, and one of the producers in this song was Jazz Shaw of Simeon Mobile Disco. What's interesting for me, at least, about that is that it's normally James Ford, the other half of Simeon Mobile Disco, that you hear of producing for other people, and he's done a lot of work with um, Alex Turner on The Last Shadow Puppets and things like that. So
1: You can hear some of that influence on there, actually.
0: Yes, definitely you can. It's more, yeah, that um, sort of uh, electro... But it's
1: more of the electro side than the electro pop side it's quite a droppy trippy beat to it
2: actually yeah
1: so let's move on now track number five this is Remedy Remedy arguably the most commercial sounding track on this album
0: yeah I think I'd agree with you there probably no surprise when you read that it was
1: co-written and produced by Red One and this was a time when Red One were riding high in the charts with the likes of Lady Gaga uh, they'd work with the Sugar Babes
0: yes because it was I mentioned before about seeing Little Boots at Glastonbury in 2009. And one of the other acts there was a relatively new artist called Lady Gaga, which sounds bizarre now, but she was just in the middle of the day on the other stage. Still managed to make a bit of a parade about it and came in on a moped at one point. A a, a scooter, probably. Not not like an old lady's moped. (laughs) But yeah, this, I completely agree with you. But also, I'm not 100% sure, because there's so much good stuff on here, but I think this is my favourite song on the album.
1: It's so catchy, and so is, it's a great pop song. It was Little Boots' biggest UK hit today, and it did the rare thing of rising and climbing the charts. And it's rare, but in particularly in those times, it was even rarer, wasn't it? Mm. But I'm not surprised, because it is very infectious, and you hear it. Imagine you hear it on the radio, and it would just get inside your ears yeah. and stay there.
0: It's very clever as well. The lyrics, it's playful with the... Uh, talking, talking about poisons and remedies. I love at the end when it's just that vocal only last few notes. Mm. I love how it builds up with those just synth notes. The Cynthia Sounds Cynthia Sounds is basically, this is her album, isn't it?
1: No, it's Little Boots' album. Wow. Well. <laughs> I remember when this song came out, you couldn't um, swing a cat without hearing this song. It was very, very popular at the time.
0: It was everywhere, wasn't it? It was... Rightfully so, it is. It's just, it is a perfect pop song. I almost feel like the more we talk about this album and the build-up to listening to it, I feel like perhaps actually it's a little bit of a, it might be underrated or a bit forgotten.
1: I think definitely forgotten, possibly possibly underrated, sorry, not overrated, possibly (laughs) underrated as well. We haven't talked about it for a while actually, but it's getting very
0: close now to My Brother's Wedding and the playlist that I'm curating. And I think I'm going to put this on there. Really? Because I think it's one of those where, where when it starts playing, people are going to think, of course,
1: this song. I couldn't imagine Nana getting up to this.
0: Nana will get up for anything. Up to anything.
1: No, which one's worse? I, I think she's gone gone on up by now. Yeah. So, on to track number six now. And this is Medal. <laughs>
0: That was metal, and a bit of background on this song actually. In this, well, the the pre-hands uh, years of Boots, of Little Boots.
1: Boots <laughs> <laughs> the chemist.
0: Before featuring on this album, this appeared on an EP called "What well, I'm Not Quite Sure How to Say It." Arecibo, Arachibo Anyway, this featured on there alongside stuck on repeat and a couple of remixes of this and stuck on repeat and so all the tracks on there were written and produced by joe goddard so it's fantastic i think it's fantastic that they remained on the full version of the album plus we've got extra joe goddard on there but also i like how the album went a
1: little bit more towards the synth pop side of things and this i always remember this now or or some of the some of the Bars from this. It's featured in. If you ever watch Friday Night Dinner on Channel Four, it's a comedy about a Jewish family who have dinner together every Friday night. Very funny, very very funny. And this is like part. This kind of part of this track is like part of the incidental music from it as well. Oh, because that came a few years after this. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Um,
0: I really like the lyric of "Don't meddle with the heart, meddle with the mind." I like the idea that you know the heart is. Too precious to be meddled with, but you can mess with someone's head a little bit if you want to.
1: Yeah, why not?
0: I mean, you you mess with mine on a on a episodely basis.
1: Oh yes, and uh, and very enjoyably so. Mm. Actually. Like a cat with a ball of string. So, track number seven now. This is Ghost. Ghost. Uh, Not my favourite track on the album I have to say.
0: Likewise however we often mention about having a bit of a breathing space particularly on an album that is quite relentless and I think that gives us that. I think I I like how this track builds when it first starts out I think you're almost thinking is this going to be the big quarter the big um, ballad moment and it's not of course and it just builds up with this almost.
1: No I'm sorry I'm going to... No, I'm going to do it. Oh. This is it. I'm going to press the button. What? Oh. This is a great time to talk about the fantastic artwork. Okay. It's just, it's just happening. Right, okay. Uh, and you know it too. I, I, I did get it earlier. Uh, so this is lovely uh, art deco uh, lettering on there. And like you say, she's not... She, she could be seen in a, in a Star Wars uh, otherworldly environment mm. uh, with the way she's sort of cosmic force almost. Yeah. Uh, and looking at the camera and she's saying with her eyes, she's saying, I'm recording pop music and I'm here. Yes. And if you look behind her, you'll see lots of spacey elements,
0: which I think were on purpose, weren't they? They were, to to, they were there to sort of say, this is playful. It's futuristic. Epic. It's quite epic.
1: Yes. Uh, As is the the album itself. Mm. But I'm sorry, I completely interrupted there and took away from what you were saying.
0: Well, that's alright because I couldn't think of the word. I was trying to think of the drum, it's like when when an army band is playing. What's the word I'm looking for? Military. Military,
1: thank you very much. Um, I could tell your groping around for words uh, was an indicator that it was time. Mm.
0: Time to move on now. And something you do struggle with a little bit. Mach mal was. Heart plus heart equals what? Two hearts. Ah. As Kylie said, two hearts are beating together.
1: My favourite song on the album.
2: Really? There we go, there it is. Really? Yeah. Yes.
1: Wow. I love, it's a bit raw, I love the wordplay around the whole mathematical equations and take this and subtract this and times it by this. Mm. Are you a big um, fan of the Ed Sheeran albums then with
0: multiply and absolutely
1: subtract? Absolutely not. No. Nah, not cup of tea? No, I think this is just a great combination of great lyrics, uh, 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 a kind of Aurora um, electronic stripped back production. No surprise, once again, it's Greg Kirsten on production.
0: <laughs> Alongside Joe Goddard, of course. What a duo,
1: the... Joe Goddard and Greg Kirsten. Have they worked together before or since? The dynamic duo, hmm. but who is who?
0: Well, Greg's... Greg and Joe's Joe.
1: No, Dynamic Duo, Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh, is that is that who they are? Oh, oh
0: dear. Christ, I think Joe is probably Batman.
1: You're more Marvel
0: than DC, though, aren't you? Uh, neither, really. I'm an adult, so I'm not going to get involved in those kind of things. <laughs> uh, oh, controversial. Sorry, listeners, if you are a fan of either of those things. My opinion now, if that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like this one as well. It's not, it isn't one of my favourites because there are so many on here that they all rank so highly... Um, there are a few for me above this one but I do like the juxtaposition (laughs) just because I don't think we've said it this episode yet um, of the the bass with the kind of twinkling synths that are above that
1: track number nine now and this is Symmetry.
2: symmetry if you just love me In perfect symmetry Only you can make me feel complete In perfect symmetry Be my everything If you just love me So
1: that Symmetry Perfect Symmetry What a good song I think we're
0: both in agreement that that is one of the highlights of this album
1: It's closely behind Mathematics as my second favourite track on the album. And of course, Dan, do I even have to ask?
0: Philip Oakey there of Human League fame. Uh, We're both big fans of Human League. Um, It's great to hear that. You know, It's quite clear that there's an 80s influence here and Human League play a big part in anyone's 80s influence. So it's fantastic to have him here. And I do remember reading that for Little Boots, this was a dream come true to record with Phil.
1: And just the the almost the kind of continuation the ref, cor- the refrain on the chorus is such a human league e moment. If yes. that makes any kind of sense whatsoever, it's a a wonderful homage. To... Mm. Uh, and I love every sound that's going on in there. And again, I have no idea what it's called. Uh, it's I'm already of, looking forward to your reconstruction of it. It's a kind of bleeping sound that goes that and that kind of comes in on the chorus and just kind of stays sort of dilil. <laughs>
0: that <laughs> yeah i i absolutely love this song i don't know if this was performed live at Glastonbury when i saw this is actually just realized the fact that i'm talking about that gig so much has just made me realize that that's the last time i saw little boots live as well so i would absolutely love to see her i would love and i think you would as well a hans 10th anniversary set of dates Um, Let's make it happen So Victoria if you are listening We've said that a few times And we haven't really done anything about it After (laughs) the recording But we should make that happen Um, A few weeks ago I did try to start a petition on Twitter To get Little Boots at Glassroom this year Little Boots retweeted it And actually not much has happened since But let's get the tour happening
1: Or Victoria if you're listening I know a great boat on the Thames Where we've Trash have held a few nights
0: she DJs, we can get to DJ there. Please come and join us. Please do. And bring Phil. Just one thing I would like to uh mention about this track before we move on from it. This is a different production team than we've had elsewhere. So this is uh the freelance Hellraiser, more known for their mashups. Do you remember when mashups were huge. Um, and they did versions of mashups with the Strokes and Christian Galera. But they also did some work with um, Cheryl Cole the song Ghetto Baby that was written by
1: Lana Del Rey uh, and this was produced by them This is much better So let's move on Track number 10 now, this is Tune Into My Heart
2: Tune into my heart Wherever you are
0: Into my heart. That title alone, um, I think, is one of the kind of more naive, poppy parts of the album. It reminds me of, um, I don't if you know, there's a song on Britney Spears' debut called "Email My Heart."
1: Yes, <laughs> and it
0: just makes me think of that a little bit. I think it's one of the, dare I say, one of the more cheesy elements of the album.
1: Yeah, it's not. It it is. It, it isn't in keeping for me with the almost uber cool Mm. styling to the rest of the album. It's still a great, it's still a good fun song, but but it does stand away a little bit from the rest of the album. And an old friend on co-songwriting opportunities
0: there, Pascal Gabriel, who I think we talked about on Rachel Stevens' episode, uh, and maybe Sophie Luspector as well.
1: Oh, that's... that's Playing all together. Oh, happier times. And you
0: can... (laughs) (laughs) And you can imagine... Little Boots writing a song for them. If she wrote, if she was writing one with Kylie in mind, it's quite possible she could write one with either of those pop princesses in mind. Track eleven, then this is Hearts Collide.
1: Dan, on writing and production duties, a familiar, familiar name. Another old friend yes. on the podcast. Uh, I
0: know him as Biff, but to you it's Richard Stannard. Um, and who, I, who has written for the likes of... I just hear his name and I think Spice Girls. <laughs> but he's done a lot more than that, hasn't he?
1: he yes, Kylie, One Direction, Ellie Goulding, Leona Lewis, Little Mix, feeling, Sophie ellis Five Will Young, E17, Marina and the Diamonds... But what did you think of Hearts Collide, Will? Uh, It's a nice song. It's a fun song. Um, But, Dan, I've got a little niggle that we might be petering out. Hopefully not. It is a little bit more
0: subdued. But Victoria, or Little Boots, uh, to you and I, is a DJ. So maybe she's just setting the scene for the end of the night. Let's have a listen, shall we? So the final track, there's various versions of this album across iTunes and whatnot, but... We're keeping it pure. We keep it pure and proper, and if, and if there's a hidden track on there, then we're not looking for it. So the final track of the album, No Breaks. And there's no
2: breaks, there's no heartbreak, love overtakes, love overtakes, no breaks. So that was
1: the last track, No Breaks. A, a, definitely a melancholic end, Dan.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. But it's still synthy. It's still quality pop writing. I'm not I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad that it's gone that way, actually. I'm not mad that it's slowed down a little bit.
1: So, critically, this album was very well received with the likes of... Um, actually, I'm going to give it one of my average ratings based on reviews. I'd say it was four out of five... Well, it's very good. Uh, across the board. Uh, very well reviewed in particular by The Guardian, The Independent, NME, Digital Spy, all the big guns. Are digital Spy still going? It's still there, uh, yeah. peddling Hollyoak spoilers and, <laughs> uh, and and promotions and adverts. Commercially, this uh, debuted, debuted at number five on the UK album chart incredibly respectful very very nicely done oh do i mean respectable yes i do (laughs) very nicely done so i think it's fair to say we've really enjoyed this one thoroughly enjoyed it and you and i love a banger so i think it does start with
0: bangers galore and it does slow down a little bit but for me it's still got the heart beating heart of electropop and um this is a real quality album
1: and we are going to go out with the bang, because we've got some further listening coming up. And Dan, I'd love it if you didn't go first. <laughs> okay. So I've gone, I'm jumping ahead. So for further listening today, we are doing anything Little Boots apart from we're not allowed to touch Nocturnes.
0: Because we're probably going to come back to it. So I'm dying to know then, Will, where is your selection coming from?
1: So I'm jumping ahead to just last year, 2018. This is from the Burn EP. And this is Shadows. shadows. Dan what did you think of that?
0: I enjoyed it very much it was very hard hitting it felt like there was a bit more of a with hands we had very much uh, an 80s influenced sound that felt more almost certainly not grime music but the bass and the production of that felt a little bit a little bit dirtier for want of a better word. It's sort of
1: a dirty house isn't it in a, yeah. in a really nice way and I think it's just a real evolution to a sexier sound, mm. even. Um, definitely reflecting her time as a DJ. Definitely, in yeah. In The clubs, in the clubs and pubs, <laughs> and of the north of England. <laughs> um,
0: and I quite like that she continues to experiment with EPs and and different bits and bobs. If she hasn't, it feels like if Little Boots hasn't got an album ready, but she's got a few songs, she'll put an EP out. Yeah, she won't let them die. Some bands. Don't they? They kind of they work on something, they don't like it, they scrap it all. Um, it doesn't feel like uh, Little Boots is willing to waste anything. I'm sure
1: we've got something coming up this year. Fingers crossed. Do you think? Well, I hope so. Please. Yeah, it would be lovely. Dan, what have you gone for? So, um, I'm going to actually take it
0: way back to Hans' era. And this is a song that was performed live when I saw Little Boots at Glastonbury. I don't know if I've mentioned it yet in 2009. <laughs> it's a cover version of a song called Love Kills. Um, and I'll tell you who it's by afterwards. Love kills Drills you
1: Wonderful Cynthia outro. Yes. (laughs) Cynthia's going out. (laughs)
0: Um, So that was Love Kills, which was originally by Freddie Mercury. Uh, It was his first recorded solo song, and one that he did with Giorgio Moroder, synth-legend Giorgio Moroder. Um, So I like that Little Boots is included in this, because it's clear that Giorgio Moroder is an influence on so many people, but clearly an influence on this album. Uh, But it's a great song, and it's got a great history, because it was... Uh, originally written for a Queen album, then done for a solo project. But then a few years ago, Queen reworked a demo um, on the album Queen Forever. So it's uh, it's obviously got a strong connection with that band, but I like how Little Boots have made it very much her own.
1: brings our own spin to it. It's a l- lovely track. Mm. Thank you for bringing that into our lives. Oh, you're
0: very welcome. Please do go out and listen to the whole bloody thing. And that does actually appear on an extended version of the album, and an EP as well.
1: We're out of time. Oh. So what do you think of Little Boots? What do you think of what we said today? Um, do let us know your thoughts, unless you've got thoughts about Nocturnes, in which case keep hold of them for now. <laughs> yes, hold that thought. And Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease of what's coming up next? Certainly. Bearing in mind... For us, our road to Glastonbury starts in next week's episode.
0: Yes, it really does. So in a way, I like the merge that I've been chatting non-stop about Glastonbury this week and last week a bit, actually. But next week, it's all about Glastonbury. And, some, and all of these acts that we're going to be talking about are appearing there, aren't they, over this year's weekend?
1: Otherwise, the phrase the road to Glastonbury is completely irrelevant. So yeah.
0: I'm, I, do you know what I'm trying to do? I always say too much, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm
1: really interested to see how you're going to just give us a hint of this next artist. Because <laughs> you're all, go on, go on.
0: No, but I, all I will say is that um, this little pint-sized
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> really is a, a legend. <laughs> <laughs> to say anything more, he said too much already. Oh. <laughs> So all will be revealed if it hasn't been revealed already next a, week. Ju- in just a few light years, oh. <laughs> a long overdue uh, debut. I think on this podcast. Yeah, we have not talked about Them. this person
0: Oof. before. So uh, please do continue to subscribe, rate, and comment about track by track on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast provider. Do let us know your thoughts at Move to Trash UK on Twitter, Instagram. Myspace Bebo etc Um, also if you're in the mood for a podcast between now and next Tuesday check out Torn Stubbs, the trash movie podcast Uh,
1: so until next week I've been Victoria Hesketh and I've been Joe Goddard goodbye goodbye